everybody, welcome to episode 132 of Local Chat. This is officially declared a will-free zone, but I tell you what we are zoning today. We've got one, Jacob Yosefitz Terrio. Is this fourth, fifth, maybe my sixth week in a row? I, oh, wow. Is that, oh, I, I'm not keeping track. Sorry. You gotta leave. <laughs> oh, I'm done. You're done. Uh, also joining us is Kyle Bearded Man Bailey. Hi. I had a really long day of work, and I'm very happy to be sitting in front of my computer talking about whatever hey, we're talking about with you guys. That's great. I leave the genuinely... bad screen to look at the good screen. <laughs> the good screen. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't mean to one up you, but I have to go back to work in two hours. So <laughs> why? Like like to actually work, or did you forget something? Or no, to actually work. We do production. Oh. We got a hot fix to deploy, and I. I'm trying to be a good manager and not make one of my team do it because they've been doing it constantly for two weeks. So I'm like, fuck it. Gotcha. I'll do it. I'll cover it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, hello. Welcome to local chat. Let's start off with the chit chat section. It's blank. Gentlemen, <laughs> any proposed topics for chit chat? The floor is open. There's way too much pressure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was not. Yeah. Um, you know what? That, do you guys like the version of under pressure with David Bowie? And the other lady. Wait, what? I actually really like the version, uh, the My Chemical Romance and the used version is pretty oh. good. Wait, wait, wait. Right, Are you telling me closed. David Bowie did a second version of Under Pressure with someone that's not Freddie Mercury? Yeah, you don't know about... Are you serious, Jake? It's I like, don't... it's the more popular version. What? There, Kyle, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's I know the, it's David Bowie, and then there's a female singer, and that's the version you hear all the time everywhere. Not the, the radio stations that I'm listening to. I don't think it's the original. With, the, but oh, it with, is, with, with Annie Lennox? Yes, I Was believe that's Annie the Lennox? one. I that must have been yeah. shortly before it, he died. It does have no. 60 million views, so... It is by far the one you guys know the most. No, the Queen version with Freddie Mercury. That's the one. See, I, on. this, is, this is disbelief for me because I know you know music. And this is, this is like saying, I can't even come up with a... <laughs> this is like saying you don't know the version of Hurt by Johnny Cash. I do know the version of Hurt by Johnny Cash. This is but more I popular don't know than that. what you're talking about. I wish I knew who the person was. He's going to Google Under anyways. Pressure, and the Wikipedia probably has all the versions that have been covered. Anyways, uh, Jake's going to look that up. We're going to do full steam ahead. We got to talk about some games. It's weird not to have a chit chat section, but then again, our episodes always run long. So let's talk about some games. Kyle, you want to kick us off with what you've been playing? Sure. Um, I actually played this. Um, I haven't beaten it, but I did play it a little bit while ago. So it's not technically the last game I played, but I already talked about the last game I played last week. But it is Uncharted Lost Legacy or The Lost Legacy. And man, can you feel the fact that this game comes from different directors? Because it oh, is wow. not. It is it is so badly paced. I don't I don't understand. I, I went and looked back at some reviews and people were like raving about it. Um, I don't get it. I think it's because the, the two main characters are 
bisexual or lesbians or whatever. Um, and there was a lot of praise for that, which like, yeah, great representation. Awesome. Um, but like the pacing of this game just feels so bad. It's, it's actually made me not want to finish it. And I can't believe I'm saying that about like a game that, you know, I, I beat un I beat most of the uncharted games, I think two times or three times at least. And I don't mm -hmm. want to keep playing this one. I'm like three hours in and it's got this sort of like, kind of hub world aspect to it where it's like oh we're giving you this part of the island to explore and there's all these different um towers that you can go to or, or or sections where it's like you need to unlock this and then do this which is interesting but i don't think it works within the context of an uncharted game and the fact that you're playing uh, a completely different character from nathan drake you're playing chloe i forget what her last name is um Deschanel. There's no, yeah, Chloe Deschanel, um, <laughs> she, Zoe's sister. Um, she doesn't feel different, right? Like she's got the same moveset and, well, basically the same moveset and same abilities as Nathan does. And I, the only thing that you do differently is she can pick locks at, at specific times. And I was kind of hoping that they would have changed things up for her to be like, have more of a stealth element or more of a, um, I don't know, like, like so, something, something a little bit different, but it honestly just feels like a, pretty much a carbon copy um mm -hmm. so i i am disappointed i never played this when it came out i i was like ah but like i don't really care i don't have a console it wasn't on pc yet uh so I, I have access to it now that uncharted 4 came out on pc but yeah i'm i'm really not so into this, the, the pacing this came with uncharted 4 on pc or so. released around the same time yeah, yeah yeah you open up uncharted and it gives you the option to start either one okay Okay. Yeah, I never played this. I don't really like Uncharted games. J Jake, yes, you have your hand raised on the no, I, medium. I've, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've tracked down the information from the previous oh my discussion. Goodness. Yes. Go. Okay, go. so I think what Ian is referring to is uh, in a 1992 Freddie Mercury tribute concert, the surviving members of Queen, along with Bowie and Annie Lennox, performed the song. And I will yes. now inform you as to why this is a lapse in my musical knowledge, is that with few exceptions, I don't really listen to live albums, because for the same reason that I might purchase a record on, on vinyl instead of CD, if that's what it was originally mastered for, I want to hear the live show live as opposed to in a recording because it's never going to be as good on a recording as it is live yeah. so but this i don't but this typically isn't really, seek out live music this isn't a deep cut though like they play this shit on the radio all the time not That's why I'm surprised. any of the radio stations i've listened to i could tell Pursuit you right radio? now i've I, <laughs> but no it's always the stuff <laughs> if i'm listening to a classic rock station they're gonna play the version with freddie mercury they're not gonna play a different version unless they're doing like some sort of deep cut segment that i'm not listening to because it's on maybe, at 11 p.m maybe, yeah maybe your radio djs are sexist or something oh they are they just don't like andy lennox they definitely are because i i genuinely i think i've heard the david bowie version probably 10 times more than i have the the freddie mercury version well no bowie's That's on the, the freddie mercury thing. version he's the common he's the 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 factor that's shared between both of them. It's that Annie Lennox was doing the Freddie Mercury part yeah, in yeah. the tribute concert. I mean the 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 Annie Lennox version is the one that I've heard because she she goes off she goes off and it's very memorable the way that she goes off. I will have to go check it out. Yeah. I'm I there's part of me that's pretty sure as soon as you hear this you're gonna go, oh I know this because it's very famous. We will see. 
Yeah, I, I have curious. a I have a special surprise guest, guys. Oh, it's so Jimmy. It's Jimmy. No, it's Will. Yeah, he's supposed to be in DC. No, it's 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 Jimmy from one of our other local chats. Yeah, multiple stuff. A really long time ago. Yeah, friend yeah. of the site. Here, say, but actually, I'm getting ready to head down to DC myself for Otacon. Oh so, wait, yeah. is Will oh, going nice. to Otacon or Otacon, whatever it's called? Oh, yeah, I, I don't think so. Oh yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, please go down there and make fun of him at some point yes, if you can I find will, him. I will look for him. If I see him, I will make all the fun. Cool. Awesome. Nice. That's been that's been Jimmy. That's <laughs> a wrap Jimmy. on Jimmy. This concludes the Jimmy segment. <laughs> Every week we have a Jimmy segment. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? Oh, I got to flip back to that page. Well, I mean, so my, I listed three games here, but this has been another week of me doing like kind of deep divey research into stuff where I've really played like probably close to 30 games this week in mm -hmm. short little bursts. Um, but the ones I wanted to talk about were uh, The Banished Vault. Will had mentioned this in the Discord chat uh, sometime earlier this week. I had remembered seeing stuff for it a couple months ago, but had forgotten that it was coming out. Um, and it is uh, it sits at the center of many uh, a Venn diagram of many of my interests. Mm -hmm. Um, I played uh, probably an hour of it, and I ended up uh, uh, backing myself into a terrible corner, and so I just I hadn't gotten that far, so I reset myself back to the beginning. Um, okay. It it definitely the sci-fi setting, the kind of world building, the storytelling, super cool, and I'm very excited to like get way deeper into it. But then um, gameplay wise, it definitely has the textural feel of a tabletop game um, with the way there's like, there's like a dice rolling mechanic that I haven't gotten to, but I've seen in the trailers, but like the, the level layouts, the way that you navigate through them feels very much like a tabletop game. And then there's like base building on planets and all of the buildings look like they're made out of like little wooden blocks. Like it's mm -hmm. like an improvised, like tabletop -y kind of feel. So I'm very excited to get, further into it because it's um it's got a lot going for it um i have trouble i this game looks very interesting i have trouble understanding what it is could you give me the elevator pitch um like narrative wise or gameplay wise everything wise i honestly fuck narrative uh what is this game like what are you doing when you play this game um i'm trying to think of something to compare it to it's it's the the loop i guess is that you arrive in a star system and you have to amass resources so that you can leave that star system and move on to the next one it's like you're constantly kind of at the end of your like fuel and supplies and so you arrive in a system you do a little bit of exploring and base building and mining and harvesting and then you get all that back to the mothership and then you move on to the next place um, okay. So it's got um, some resource management. Um, I don't know if it has. I haven't at least I haven't encountered anything yet where there's any sort of like combat. There might be further on than where I am, but right now where I am, it's just kind of resource management um, and okay. and um, to to you know keep all your people alive. Um, does that help? A little bit. So is it 
is it turn-based it sounds like there's a little bit of a i don't want to say rts but like a building it activity is, to it it is turns it, it's turns so the turns are in the form of um how far your ships can travel they okay. if you if you tell them to do a maneuver they're trying to, it tries to take into account i don't know how much it actually does this but supposedly it tries to take into account the the real math of the fictional space flight where mm-hmm. any maneuver takes two turns because at the middle of the maneuver your ship flips and does a braking burn um okay. and then for planet side stuff or stuff that requires like a human operator one of your human characters to accomplish a task they have a certain number of actions they can do per turn so if you know if operating the iron drill takes one action and then um creating alloys for building materials takes another action um that's then i guess a little bit more the balance of trying to figure out okay this person has this many actions this person has that many actions what can i do this turn figuring out how to most efficiently use all your resources to move on to the next system gotcha okay that that makes sense um any other thoughts on banish fault or or next game on the list um yeah, I mean, I, I'll have much, many more thoughts as I'm further into it, but that's surface level, super jazzed about the setting and the story, the texture mm-hmm. of it. Um, and then the gameplay is uh, simple enough that I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling quite so stupid like other games of its ilk often make me feel. Like it's, the juggling act is not so arduous as to make gotcha. my brain feel like it's melting out of my ears um yes but then uh i'll say i re-downloaded i've been wanting to scratch this itch for a little bit i re-downloaded the avalanche mad max game i was thinking about downloading that honestly again it's just an interesting it's, little romp it's so pretty it is very it is very pretty and i like the driving and i like the vehicle combat i'm i mean i'm i'm middle of the road on the kind of batman-y hand (laughs) hand hand combat stuff i Um, i remember playing through that and like 30 to 40 percent of the way through i had basically unlocked most of like the hand-to-hand combat stuff and i was like well this is just a chore now this is not fun but all the driving Um, stuff i really liked yeah, and like like the story, I think I don't. It certainly wasn't helped coming out so soon after, either before or after Fury Road. I know it was, it was around after. that time, um, and it's totally not on par with the storytelling in that movie. But I think that the the actual characterization of like all the kind of like just like the barks and the kind of random like. Uh, uh, incidental dialogue is all really good in kind of like providing the the right feeling of a Mad Max world. It's got that right amount of like automotive hyper fetishism where everybody's mm-hmm. just like way too interested it- in automobile <laughs> maintenance. Um, isn't the isn't the big bad guy like isn't 
his name his name is scabrous scrotus yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) something Uh, something something dickish yeah and the beginning the very first time you meet him you chainsaw him in the head and then the next time you encounter him that chainsaw is still stuck in his head (laughs) that's beautiful that's Um, beautiful so it's got a lot it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it um and so i'm just kind of casually playing replaying through it and having a lot of fun with it but what i do want to talk about is the uh 1993 snes title or wait it might be for playstation i don't know it's a game from 1993 called ball jacks which is a terrible title this is a family-friendly podcast okay if we can keep the smut down it's bad that it's in my search history for downloading the wrong um it sounds like a gay hookup app i'm not gonna lie like you gotta license that now i don't know who owns the rights to it um it's a top-down a game where i don't it should be I, I like I played it for like five minutes and I could immediately picture it on like a huge screen in an amphitheater where, like where it was like esports happening and people like cheering for for the competitors because um, there's so there's two like conveyor belts that have balls on them and then you've got two like crab robots that move parallel to the conveyor belts. And they're trying to reach across and grab the balls off the other conveyor belt to get all of the balls onto your conveyor belt. And then that's how you win. It's a little Hungry Hungry Hippos, um, but it's like it was just so immediately captivating to me. And I was like, this could be an (laughs) esport in like a big ESPN broadcast kind of way. Um, And I want to play it at extra life because i think it could be fun in a live setting Uh, down yeah i'm assuming it's you could do multiplayer with it it's two player yeah it's not i don't think they have a four player mode but it's definitely two it may have been arcade first and then ported to consoles i can't remember the development history of it but yeah definitely two players yeah it may be for the for the genesis hold on but that's what i've been playing Awesome. Um, I'll go next. Um, I hop it's back for the into Genesis, the Sega Genesis. Gotcha. Uh, I hop back into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, my brief history is I put about 50, 60 hours into the game, finished the four main quests, and then I just put the game down because I was burned out. And uh, I think I put it down for like five or six weeks because I knew I had the guide coming and I was like... I'm just going to wait for the guide to get here and then I can peruse the guide and help me finish out some stuff with that and like, you know, just get rid of a little bit of the end game grind. So I finally hop back in. I'm probably a couple hours past the four main quests and honestly, I'm finding it hard to get back into the game. And I think it's it's not necessarily a flaw with the game, but it's also not necessarily a flaw with me. I just feel like Breath of the Wild was like the perfect length because right when I was starting to burn out on that game, the main quest ended and there was still plenty of side stuff for me to do, but I was quote unquote story complete on the game. And I feel like tears of the kingdom is sticking around a bit too long. Uh, Kyle, you've beaten the game. What, what did you think about overall pacing and how it laid itself out? I have, I have 100 percented the game. I have done every shrine. I've gotten every armor set. I, 
I did the the um the what is it called the deep what is it? not the deep that's depths. from uh, the depths yeah the depths sorry the deep is from the boys um sorry my cat is currently biting my hand to death um I did not do that with Breath of the Wild I actually got more of your experience with Breath of the Wild and the opposite with Tears of the Kingdom I think Tears of the Kingdom is a much more complete experience um and i did not have any type of burnout of course i did pretty much do it in like two weeks like two and a half weeks mm-hmm. maybe three weeks um and it was like 130 some hours i think it took me to to do everything um yeah i i really enjoyed my time with that game and i've actually gone back because my friend who lives in brazil does not have a switch so i've been streaming it to him while sort of like trying out different um weapon variations and and just trying to do a little bit of a different mm-hmm. play style than my than my first time and i'm still having a blast so um i can't say that i'm that i'm burnt out on it at all and i really enjoyed my time with it gotcha yeah i'm 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 still struggling with why i feel this way i think it's a bit of like when you go to a buffet you walk in you walk past the buffet and you want to try everything there you want to get 20 plates you're never going to leave yeah and then you know five plates later and you've sampled half the stuff and you're done. You never want to think about eating again. And I think that's kind of the problem I'm having. It doesn't mean the food at the buffet is bad. It doesn't mean the buffet is bad. It's just that I'm full. I'm stuffed. Yeah. Um. So I am still planning to to beat the game. It's just a little bit slower now. And I've got a lot to mull over and think about with this game. Um. I still overall think it's a great game. Um. I'm just looking forward to the, to the game of the year discussion because... For me, game of the year is a great opportunity to kind of go in depth critically about a game. And I think with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, that game has a million praises. Everybody's going to praise it. But I really want to dive into these individual pain points that I have, not because they kill the game, not because they're huge problems. But I think that's where the unique critical discussion is going to be, particularly for us. Every other outlet's going to be singing the praises of Tears of the Kingdom. It's going to be game of the year pretty much locked. But for us... I'm not saying it won't be game of the year, but I think we can have an interesting conversation about the things that other people aren't talking about. And so I've been thinking about the pacing and the plotting and is it a me problem? Is it a game problem? But but regardless of that, I am still playing the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. It's just a struggle for me to keep going hour 60, hour 70. I'm going, okay, why am I struggling with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you I, think... I, no, go for it, Jake. Sorry, I was going to ask, do we think it's going to have the kind of discussion around it that like Elden Ring had? No. In terms of game I, of the yeariness? Because it, it'll be similar, but in terms of the subpixel discussion, I did not want Elden Ring to be game of the year because I had serious problems with it. I don't have serious problems with the Tears of the Kingdom. Sure. I'm, so I'm I actually interested gonna be to hear what your, like, what your pain points are. Obviously, I, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't want to... Okay, well, Mochi just knocked my headphones off. He's very rowdy today um i'm interested to hear what your your pain points are but um i am planning on doing a video about um sort of the unfolding of one of the dungeons uh in Uh in tears of the kingdom because i actually found it i think in a pretty unique way that i wasn't necessarily supposed to on my playthrough and uh it had a very interesting effect on me um weirdly emotionally so i i'm planning on doing a video a video about that i can't wait yes yeah that sounds cool cool 
Jake, you played um, it, right? I have not played it yet. I I no. I you have even played it. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so that's that'll be interesting. I think I'm. I mean, just for the sake of the game of the year discussion, I'll probably play Tears of the Kingdom first. Um, no. We we discussed this multiple times, and kind of the general <laughs> consensus was it, it really is Breath of the Wild first because Tears of the Kingdom builds on that in a way that okay. So you're I'm gonna, gonna have to play shotgun Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Yeah, and then Tears of the Kingdom before the end of the year. Um, you're fine. You're fine. You you would you would call yeah, marathon I'm games. Gonna have, I'm gonna have Armored Core to fine. play through, and that you're game fine. looks tasty. <sighs> yeah, I yearn for it. I need. They need to fix. I I tried to play Four Answer. I bought a whole fucking PS3 to play Four Answer, <laughs> and it's the same. It's similar to their Dark Souls stuff, where it's like. They have a cool game. They're terrible at UI and UX, and it, it's the same problem that I have with Armor Corso. Unless they solve that, it's it's gonna be. That's the that's the that's that's my big concern with that game is you can make it look pretty and updated as much as you want, but if it's the same fiddliness and like thorny problem while you're trying to build this stuff, that's gonna kill it. So I'm I'm, I'm just, anxious about it. Just I'm from some of the. I, I'm excited for it, but just from some of the gameplay stuff that I've watched, and again, watching is extremely different from actually physically controlling what's happening on screen. It looks, I think fiddly is a good word for it, um, yes. but it it looks that way. And also some of the movement doesn't look great. Yeah, I have some to say movement feels weird. Yeah, I, I could also be watching people who are terrible at it or or just haven't. Maybe it's like <laughs> early on and they're still learning stuff, but I'm trying to go in with an open mind. I think it's cool. I like mechs. So, yeah, I'm, well, I I'm think, down. I think the thing that that may not be coming across clearly is that Armored Core is not a game about the missions. It's a game about the menus where you are building the mech. And you can highly customize them and then going into the mission, it can be completely wrong and the mech will control mm. and fight completely differently depending on how you built it. And all that sounds great, but the problem is it's from software menus and it was a fucking pain dealing with that. So for a game that you're largely in the menus, constantly tweaking your mech and adding new parts and comparing stuff and with their UI UX... That was the problem. Missions were fine. It's just a menu-heavy game, and it was a pain to deal with. So here's the solution. you got to do what I just did, which was download a bunch of games from the early 90s and just start playing through them. And then you get to to the original Mech Warrior on the SNES, and it takes you like 10 minutes to figure out how to launch the first mission, and then in five seconds you immediately die. That's what you got to do, and then Armored Core 6 will feel great. Yeah, but anyways, going back, highly, it's almost definitive. You got to play Breath of the Wild first. Sure. It's going to make Tears of the Kingdom hit so much better, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Okay. Breath of the Wild was like, I think I finished it in like 50 hours, so you'll be fine. That's like a week for you. <laughs> got to stop playing Hitman. Like, did like you finish Elden Ring? You finished Elden Ring in like 10 days, didn't you? I don't know what the it's actual fast. days was because I know fast. I just, it was, it I know was I just a very brief break after whatever that local chat was where you're like, hey, are you going to keep playing? And I was like, I don't think so. And then waited like a day and then I'm like, I, I know and then it was playing. like a, a week later and you're like, I beat it. And we were like, what the fuck? So you'll be fine. You're you'll be fine. 
Um, anyways, the other game I've been playing, just worth mentioning because it's a cool little game, is Overcooked 2. You guys ever played Overcooked or Overcooked 2? Mm-hmm. I played Overcooked 1. Was that during one of our one of our um our live streams i don't know i played it before it was fun and i was really bad at it so i'm probably even worse at number two yeah it's fun so the reason why i played it i i'm honestly not a big fan of it because it's not a game for me uh it gets me way too anxious uh and stressed but uh turns out maggie loves it and we had a, a double sleepover this weekend with my niece and nephew and niece and um my nephew likes playing it so maggie and my nephew just played it for like three or four hours and then the problem of course where they were like we're stuck on this level we're stuck on this level so i would have to come in and help them get through it and then of course you know the kids go home and maggie's like wasn't that fun let's play overcooked and i'm just like fuck okay and then so then i have to play more overcooked with her and it's a fun game it's 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 like the perfect example there's a shitload of indie titles right where they're like they have a cool idea and they implement it well for maybe two or three levels and then it just falls apart like they don't know how to iterate they don't know how to build on it they don't know how to perfect it through you know ui ux most of the games from the 1990s that i've been playing (laughs) yes exactly overcooked and overcooked 2 is a perfect example of like they don't have that problem because like it feels like every fucking level is different there's a different gimmick and it's not really a gimmick like it drastically alters it um like we were playing this level and we're it's a it's a cliff with a ravine so there's two cliffs and a ravine in the middle and half your kitchen is attached to the far cliff the other half of the kitchen is attached to the near cliff and then in the middle is like four tables and a swing and it's just constantly swinging back and forth and so we're having to like jump on it and like put stuff on plates and then jump off it at the right time and that's just one weird example like every level is weird like that in a new way and um it's just really cool to see a game that is constantly improving on its core premise hour after hour after hour when the premise is as simple as you're cooking meals tapper-esque and you've got a timer and you gotta you know deal with these customers so it's really cool to play that um you guys have any other indie games like that that kind of surprised you with their simple premise and how well they were able to iterate and make it last um i'd say i thought wilmot's warehouse was kind of like that yeah um, that was a good one that was just, a good you're one. like oh it's sorting and then you're like oh but it's got this and it's got that and then you're like huh. it's uh, you're like tetris affecting this warehouse in your mind as you sleep mm-hmm. i think like uh frog fractions where you're like oh it's a weird little game then you're like oh it's it's getting weirder and then it just kept getting weirder and weirder and was always surprising and shocking that's another good guess, example should we also then mention like pony island and inscription yeah 100 percent. yeah um it's kind of a, a well it's 2017 well no actually didn't come out in 2017 but uh i wanted to do a video on this for your what is our series about talking about games that we really like that people should play i can't remember oh, play, I, this. I, play this play this yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to do want to do a play this episode on gunpoint. Do you guys ever play gunpoint? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, though. It's yeah. it's so it's fun. It's fun. The mm-hmm. writing is I mean, you could beat it in like an hour, 90 minutes or whatever. The writing is really snappy, really quippy, really funny. But the gameplay itself is awesome because you just play this like spy and your whole deal is to go into these um, 2D. It's a it's a side scroller. Um, but you can like 
infiltrate buildings in specific ways and turn off lights and cameras and, and trip wires and stuff. And there are cops and you can put them to sleep or kill them. And it's all about just a, a completing the objective kill them. in the most the most fun way possible, which is obviously killing everyone. Um, Big cap. And it's it's great. I, I love it. And I want to talk about it. And more people need to play. It, it came out in 2013. So I played that when I was a junior in college. That was uh, <sighs> that was back when like just after Hotline Miami was the new hotness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, the third game I've been playing, I've been playing a little bit of it, but I wasn't sure I wanted to talk about it yet because we're going to stream some of it next week and have some fun with it. But honestly, it deserves a shout out. I've been playing the new creator DLC for Arma 3 called Spearhead 1944. So Arma 3, it's been around 10 years now. It's like the uh, uh, supposed to be ultra realistic uh, mil sim game. Uh, they've been doing something pretty cool recently called these creator DLCs. And from what I can tell, what they do is they go out to either very small studios or very small mod groups who have already worked with Arma 3 before. And they say, hey, pitch us a mod and they will pitch it. And so for this company, they said, we really want to do, you know, Normandy World War II 1944. And they said, oh, that's OK, what happened in 1944. <laughs> yes yes and they said uh okay you know we're gonna help you out with resources and marketing and we're gonna you know help you with the engine etc and basically it becomes this like dev sponsored mod and then they release it and it's normally 20 bucks i think it's on sale for 18 bucks right now during like the 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 intro window and it's just like it's it's just it's basically like a really really well done mod like you boot it up it's got a different menu they have like 10 pre-built missions they add like multiple factions all these weapons all these new vehicles like a huge new normandy map and it's one of those things where it's such a cool idea i don't know why other developers aren't doing it where they have a popular game modders love the game and they're going out and saying look i'm gonna work with you give you the resources and help you need to make like an actually like very very good mod pack that basically becomes a dlc expansion and then we're gonna sell it you know and split the profits or whatever back to the community and it's it's fantastic because this is i think this is the third one they've done the first one was uh was sog prairie fire which is vietnam and it was great and then they did one in the 80s, uh, Eastern Europe, which is great. And so it's really, really cool to play this stuff that is community made, but dev sponsored. So the quality level is just <laughs> real up there. Um, so I've just been dicking around with it lately. We're going to play some missions uh, on Tuesday with Will and Zach. So so tune in 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have some fun with that. Just wanted to do yeah, a shout out fun. there. Yeah, I dig it. Y'all ready for the news? I'm so ready. Let's go. special call-in guest will uh for reading us the news theme live uh we got some stuff going on this week i've got one story i'd like to talk about a little bit you guys have any news stories uh top of the head top of the mind nope okay cool if you could have an xbox controller that constantly gave off a scent what would that scent be uh mountain dew code red it doesn't smell good um yeah i I don't think mountain dew does smell good or taste good yeah but it smells like halo multiplayer feels 
No. Did we <laughs> when we were in when we were in Iceland and we played Halo One uh, multiplayer? Did we have Mountain Dew? I don't no. know. I don't. I don't I think remember. it's legal in Iceland. I don't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we were just drinking water because all beverages there were more expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I was gonna say, uh, like you could do like Doritos dust. You know, how you get like Doritos <laughs> fingers. They should coat it, coat it with that. Just when you pick it up originally, so it feels like it's like a crushed Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> but then you can, which is great because then you can eat as many Doritos as you want. Your controller is already dirty. Mm, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Honestly, um, Maggie's gotten me into essential oils, not because of like a new age element, like it's going to cure cancer or whatever, but it's just nice. Good. Having, it just smells good. It's it turns yeah. out if you have like tea tree smell, it puts you in a good mood. You know, it could be a <laughs> shitty day, but as long as it smells nice, you'll feel a little better. So I wouldn't mind a little thing on the back of, you know, an Xbox controller giving me that sniff sniff all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just you just turn it and hold it up and breathe in and then go back. Um, yeah. No, my, my roommate in college was into essential oils, I think more for medical stuff, but he always had peppermint. So it was like a nice little thing of peppermint when you have a stuffy nose. Awesome. I, I love yeah. it. It's Did great. he ever get cancer? Not that I know of, but I don't um, think so. It was at a Christian college. So, yeah. So it was either essential oils or Jesus. Well, and he turned out to be cancer. And he, we, we both ended up being gay, but we weren't out. I like I like how you you say we both ended up being gay like it was the Christian college that did that to you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, basically, you know, it it didn't help. Look, Jesus, Jesus, you're constantly looking at shirtless Jesus on the cross. Something's going to happen. Okay, it wasn't. (laughs) He's just up there. The the iconography at the school (laughs) was definitely robed most instances. Yeah. Heavily. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a Catholic school. <laughs> Do you ever think there's a church that does like a Winnie the Pooh Jesus, where it's just the shirt? <laughs> I don't think so. That's a shirt. We should sell that. Um. Anyways, I'm talking about scented Xbox controllers because uh, this is a true story. Microsoft has created a pizza-scented Xbox controller as part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles marketing campaign. Uh, this is from The Verge. I don't know if you guys have seen this article, but it is bonkers because it's not a normal controller. It has what, like a half size pizza slice attached to the back of it. Yeah. Um, and I have you to click through to it to see if it, it was right? written by the guy that you Kyle can only and I win know. it. Uh, there's Which sweepstakes guy? giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the actual sweepstakes is, um, but I mean, as... is that slice of pizza not in the way of the triggers? No, it comes down <laughs> the middle. <laughs> Maybe a little like is in it it's probably next to in My a way big dangly fingers would definitely interact with the pizza slice mm. i could see that i could see that um you as a, a you are disgusting uh jake um as a lifelong tmnt fan i want to like this but the fact that i can't just buy it kind of pisses me off so I don't even like the paint job, honestly. Yeah, well, that, that's the other thing is I don't I don't think the paint job is particularly well done. I would rather them have like um, like a turtle shell on the back or something like that, like a, like a like a painting of it or something. Or there variants of the mask colors. I Yeah, that would be cool. I don't like the random graffiti like a uh, word art that they put on the the, the rest of the controllers. Also, having what? having your um 
your right hand cover the face of either Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, or Raphael is kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you put them somewhere else? But I don't know. Is Sorry. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a racist stereotype? It was started as like a like a Daredevil knockoff. Yeah, right? they they were they were trying to make something dark and and ridiculous because they wanted to make fun of Daredevil. And originally, they all had red masks. They weren't. Uh, they didn't have colored masks. Not colored that way. Sorry, I'm just I'm questioning a lot of stuff because ever since I played my my first Kingdom Hearts 2 and I got to the little mermaid world and I realized like Sebastian is just a horribly not Sebastian. Who's the crab? Is that Sebastian? No, Seba- Sebastian. Sebastian's yeah, the, yeah. Wait. Oh yeah. Uh, Sebastian was flounder the flounder. Is the fish. Oh, flounder. Anyways, Sebastian is just a horrible racist stereotype of like Jamaican men. And I voiced, was like voiced by a white man. If I, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah. So now anytime I see something from the eighties and I see graffiti, I'm like, are they trying to make like an urban stereotype with TMNT? No, I think, I think that aesthetic came about in later iterations. Okay. Well, and they, they all have, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be choose your own favorite because each one of them represents different facets of personalities yes. that everyone has. Yeah. So it's more, and, it's more and for classical that. artists. Yeah. But I have seen so there there have been storylines in the comics where like uh, one of them will get hit with like a retro mutagen and they'll they'll turn human or something, which actually wouldn't work realistically because they were turtles beforehand. So it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, they have been depicted as a bunch of different races when that happens. And there's also, you know, there's there's like fan comics and stuff that have depicted them as black or uh asian uh, or white so it's sort of like pick whatever you want that's kind of one of the things i really like that's one of the things i really like about tmnt is it's like it fits whatever mold you want it to fit um but i don't like that controller i just i'm not i'm not a fan it should have just done like like a simple like a like a green to the whole controller is is turtle green and then the buttons are the colors like one Basis. has all red buttons and one has all orange buttons, etc. So on with like so a cool forth. texture or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about what if if I had free reign to get a color print image, whatever, on an Xbox controller, what I would want it to be. And I'm thinking two things. One is those '90s cross your eyes. Uh, holographical illusions <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do like and that the, that's good and the other one is um we have these cat butt coasters where it's just a coaster but it's just a picture of a cat butt in the middle of it and i just picture that on the controller and like the thumbsticks are just cat butts <laughs> like, is that like the, the actual button? sphincter <laughs> yeah it's a sphincter there's just a whole bunch of cat butts on it uh, th- those are my guess any any uh controller wishes from you guys um, they need to bring back hmm. that that Wu Tang Clan PS2 controller or PlayStation oh, controller. It was the shape of the logo, logo right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. More weird controller shapes. More Colors weird are cool. Controllers. But give me the yeah. shapes. I want like a. I want some something about like a bop it combined with an yeah. Xbox controller. Or like, I think would be fun. Why didn't Kingdom Hearts come out with an Xbox controller with the Mickey ears? God. Probably Disney. Disney was like no. <laughs> No, that game was too bad. They were like, look, if we do this, this is the one thing that's going to lose our fan base. They put Speaking up with a of lot of pizza, shit. though, did did Papa John's Reckoning ever come 
Or is it still forthcoming? (laughs) He's still outside the company. I forgot about that until right now. I I think he bought Domino's chains in Denver or something. Is that the reckoning? Not really. He said there was a reckoning. Papa John sucks. Uh, we got two other stories here. Uh, how about you, got, uh, Kyle? How about you pick one of these stories and 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 talk at us? Um, so. well, I don't care about one of them, so I'll talk about the one I do care about, which is the Red Dead Redemption remaster slash remake slash port. Uh, possibly may still be happening after many, many, many months and years of uh naysayers and yaysayers and people just talking out their asses about stuff they didn't actually know for sure uh but there's a code name apparently in the what is it uh rockstar's new site update live an hour ago added a new reference within the games list quote red dead redemption parentheses rockstar presents ver close parentheses close quotes code name all this other stuff and people are like oh it's red dead redemption so um I have said from the beginning that this game will make a shit ton of money. What if it's, it's what if what if it's Red Dead Revolver? Well, I was going to ask. I'd still be interested. Would Would they? Yeah, I'd be interested. Would they maybe shove them together, or would it be one or the other? I I I mean, it would be a nice surprise if they did that. But also, I feel like they want to they want to make as much money as they can on both. Sure. But I don't know if Red Dead Revolver would be worth it to them. I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a bastard stepchild to them. They try to forget about yeah. that. Yeah. Nothing I mean, wrong you can game. go yeah. you can go in through most of the areas in Red Dead 1 uh in the map in Red Dead 2 has like Red Dead yeah. 1's mostly map. You can't go into Mexico, I don't think. Um so that amazing Jose Gonzalez song does not come through your speakers as you're playing. But um it makes sense. They have the technology. Just release it. Yeah. I feel like 2K is just I don't know why they did what they did with that game, but oh, just they're too busy there. making new sporting games, golf and football and basketball Lego. and wrestling and driving <laughs> with Lego yeah. people. Yeah. Would you guys Which play I uh, a Red Dead remaster? Sure. The, the original? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. I don't think I would just because I played it like five years ago so it's still pretty fresh for me i it's, haven't it's played been, it's been since them. college that i've played so it's yeah because I, I didn't play when it came out yeah um it's weird though because i played the xbox 360 version on the xbox one xbox one not even the xbox one x and it ran perfectly fine so hmm. i understand why they're doing this money but also you can go play that game right now, the 360 version on a Series S, Series X, One, One X, and it runs perfectly fine. Like I had no problems playing that. It's not going to look as good as the new one, but it still looks very good. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, my only hesitation is if you guys remember, they did the uh, three Vice City and San Andreas, and those things Oof. were fucking dumpster fires. And I and believe that was they them. were called. They, they didn't outsource. It was all in-house. Wasn't that? No, I think they did outsource. I think they outsource. But they, but they called it Rockstar Presents. Mm-hmm. And this is the same series according to the leaks. So don't get your hopes up, folks. This could be bad. I feel. 
I feel like they set such a high bar with Red Dead 2 just on a, this game runs very well and looks really good to an almost unreasonable amount of of degrees mm -hmm. that if they don't take that same care and devotion for the remaster of the the literally the the well the sequel in stories um but the game that came before it I, I, that's gonna tarnish them real bad so i, mean, I don't know look i'm gonna say something i don't make video games i do make software and the way they built Red Dead Redemption 2, and like you said, the map's already there. It's not that fucking hard to put Red Dead Redemption in there. You have all yeah. the systems in place. It's just, hey, we got to bring character models over. We got to bring it's audio just over. Mapping everything. <laughs> yeah, like this literally mapping everything and, and rescripting and, okay, you're going to walk this way, etc. So yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done this up to now because RDR2 came out, what, four or five years ago? Was it, was it, I thought it was even longer the, than that, but yeah, I guess the, you're right. Uh, one of the, it was the subject of one of our first Subpixel videos after we finished the Subpixel Rewind stuff, so yeah, 2018. Yeah, so I'm surprised it's taken them this long because to your point, a lot of that is already there. It is largely the same game. It's really just assets and rescripting. So maybe they're adding a whole bunch of stuff to this. I don't know. I would be that would be nice. I mean, I, I hope they do. Maybe I'm hoping when they do release it, it comes bundled with the uh, Undead Nightmare. Was that the DLC? The the zombie yeah. DLC? That was so fun. I remember playing that and and that's such a great time. It's a cool story, too. Um, but I would hope that stuff like that comes with it. Just like, hey, here's the full package. You can play everything to your heart's content. We're going to go keep making GTA 6 for another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice of them. Um, but honestly, I just want GTA 6. Rockstar's doing great. I'm a little... I was not a big fan of RDR2. But uh, I'm still super excited for GTA 6. So for me, I know it's not an either or. But it's hard for me to get excited about this when we've all seen GTA 6. Just finish the game already, you know? Yeah. Just put it out there. Let us play it. It looks awesome. I, I do think your your perspective on it is actually kind of shared a little bit by me, where it's like, this is more ancillary. This is more yeah. like, it'd be nice to have, but it's not really what I'm looking forward to. It was just like, I expected this like three years ago. Like, yeah. why is it taking this long? So I, I'm with you there. And then, yeah, GTA 6 i'm super pumped for so yeah you know it could be um they've basically abandoned red dead online um just, oh, just yeah from critical reaction and players aren't playing it a lot they're not releasing updates etc but they're still I putting bet, stuff out for gta online yeah but that's because <laughs> no, people yeah. are playing gta online yeah. so so i think they probably a couple of years ago spun down red dead online dev work and moved it over to this remaster that would be that would be the smart thing to do because yeah. that's more of a sure thing than continuing to try and revitalize an online that is not taking off but we'll have to see the, the weird thing is i don't know when then again rockstar doesn't give a shit like rdr2 They've got more money was than announced god in a tweet. So. Uh, well i mean in terms of announcement schedule they rdr2 was announced in a tweet they were like sunset mm -hmm. picture three days they didn't wait for any sort of event, so this could theoretically be announced at any time now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Final segment, Wishlist Spotlight. Who put this on here? You, last week. And then you didn't God show Goddamn right I did. <laughs> Y'all saying I put games about napalm on here. You're goddamn right I did. 
This is called Burning Lands. Um, this is from Zero Hour Interactive. So this is interesting to me because, so you guys are familiar with Squad and Project Reality and Arma and uh, Operation Doorstop and uh, Proving Ground and all these like uh, Six Days in Fallujah, all these like Milsim shooter games that are coming out. This is a game... It's interesting. This ties into the Arma 3 discussion. This is a game being created by members from those mod teams. So from the squad dev team, from the project reality mod team, etc., who basically got together and said, hey, we want to make another one of these, but we want to do our own project and we want to do it in Vietnam. So if you're into any sort of those, like uh, they have a really good moniker here, ATS, Accessible Tactical Simulation. Um it basically like a nice straddle between like battlefield and arma uh if you're into any sort of those okay. games take a look at, at burning lands it seems pretty cool i'm a big fan of the vietnam genre i don't know i don't know that i should say i'm a fan of the vietnam war <laughs> big fan of big fan of all american wars big fan here. but as a as a medium as a setting for media hell yeah give me some vietnam so this looks pretty cool make sure to add it to your wish list um I think it's that's giving me, it yeah. It's giving me hell let loose, but in Vietnam vibes. Just from yeah. just hell, from the stuff that I'm saying, which which is great. It's exactly, in I that really genre. love hell let loose. Yeah, yeah. So this okay. this looks pretty cool. Um, I think that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for showing up, Halucha. At the end, how dare you, uh, gentlemen? Any final words? I'm good. Um. <laughs> I okay. work hard, play hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we're all just burned out. We done been talking about yeah. video games. Uh, so, folks, thank you guys so much for joining. This has been Local Chat. Uh, you can find us at Subpixel Team on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Mixer, and Kick. We're not on Blue Sky. We are on Threads. Um, we never use it. Uh, we're going to be streaming uh, this weekend. Jake, you doing Sunday shmups? Yes, I am. A little bit later, because uh, I have an early Oppenheimer showing, and that movie is long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on the Twitter for the exact time. And Tuesday, we're going to be doing some uh, Arma 3 Spearhead 1944. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Kyle, at Kyle of the Beer, Jake, at underscore Jake Terry, and I'm at Think Gibson. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Halucha. <laughs>